What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Soundtrackers, y'all. We've been struggling over here. <laughs> y'all keep us listening, y'all. Prayers. <laughs> We've been trying to bring y'all this episode since Sunday. Like, full transparency, y'all. Like, we recorded this Sunday night. Um, A great recording, by the way. Like, y'all would have loved it. Y'all gonna love this one, too. But got to the end of it. Jay Weary hit me on the FaceTime. I'm all hyped. She's like, no. Mm-mm. Didn't record. So, <laughs> y'all, uh, just bear with us. If, if it might sound a little weird today, just because we had to, you know, read, you know, nigga read some shit. I was going to try to be PC, but nigga read some <laughs> shit. Bring it to y'all. But here we are. Yes, here we are. This episode is a great explanation to me. Why? Let me give you that. Uh, <laughs> But this ex- this episode, before we get into the episode, we got to shout out to everybody that's been giving us love. Like, it means a lot to us because we love Southern hip hop. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, it's it, it feels really good to get y'all's feedback on just what we're doing and to be compared to, like, not compared to Combat Jack, but mentioning the same sentence as Combat Jack, it feels yeah. great. So we appreciate that. Yes, like we really do. Our Peter Combat Jack, definitely one of the pioneers of the podcast game in this culture. Um, we appreciate everybody who takes time out of their day, the 30, 45 minutes to an hour that y'all take time out to listen and support. Um, that's family, that's friends, that's strangers. Um, you know a lot of times when you may send a text message, somebody's like, hey, you know, check out my pod. I don't even, ain't gonna lie to y'all. Sometimes I don't expect people to listen, but when we get feedback that people say like, hey, I checked this out. I didn't know X, Y, or Z, or damn, you just put me on to something, or I appreciate y'all opinion on this, you know, or hearing y'all voices. That's love for real, for real. Because like Jakia said, we are two Southern queens that just love where we come from. We love hip hop and we just really trying to celebrate it and, you know, put our voices to it and make our love pathway in this game. So we appreciate the love and the support for Soundtrackers. We got to come up with a name, y'all. No, y'all Soundtrackers. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't know what you think, to keep. <laughs> <laughs> I think they can be soundtrackers like they soundtrackers with us. Keep it plain and keep it simple. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, y'all, this episode is baby. We 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 here because you know what this episode about this episode about taking over for the nine nine two thousand baby big cash money. <laughs> big cash money boys. You feel me? Now, money millionaire. Hello, and then, you know I got ties. No, I'm not gonna say. I don't got ties, but no, you all. I really like cash money. <laughs> I really love cash money. Like I feel that they like they're the best to ever have done it. Honestly. Mhm. 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 When you think about it, cash money really is like. The only label, the only, I don't want to say game, but the only, like, yeah, the only label or from that time period, from the 90s, mm-hmm. um, 2000s, that's still around and still heard through this date, like, to this day, like, their sound is still there, their presence, their influence, um, 
you know, they've been around since, what, 91, 92, starting mm-hmm. to get recognized until about 90, between that 96, 98 time period. So you think about, well, that's 30 years. And then the longevity of it in regards to, okay, you got cash money that turned into young money, that turned into rich game, that, you know, you got cash money West now. You have so many people that fall up under that cash money umbrella, or better yet, on that family tree that when we break this down, it's going to be crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, y'all. I'm telling y'all. Like, so basically, let's start off with the city of New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Birdman and Slim, these are the cash money. Slim is really the shot caller. He stayed private. Birdman, y'all know he out, you know, not to say he not private, but he's just the more seen one. But we also have to remember that Slim is head of cash money. So they grew up in New Orleans. Um, So their mom had a bar. Um, called Gladys Bar. It's still there to this day. They used to live on top of it. Um, something happened with they, uh, they daddy. Like he ended up getting like somebody tried to rob him. Then they moved like uptown by off Valence. Now, funny thing is, my dad is from uptown, and he went to school with their sister Kim at Foshay High School, and also uh. Baby ended up going his senior year, some of his senior year at Foshe, but he dropped out. But and my dad worked with with um, Slim at the graveyard, so um, it's a lot of like connections that make Cash Money even feel even more personal to me. Like, Hello? yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought I was like, wait, hold on, I want some pause. <laughs> Record. I'm sorry to you. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna do it again. But it's a lot of things that make cash money even more personal to me. And that's the reason like I really like I love them. I just love them. Um, you know, they started out in um nineteen ninety-one. So they really started because Babyhead went to jail because you know he was on the hot boy shit. And he ended up going to jail and getting out because he really wanted to change his life. But he was making money. So with him coming out, he decided to put his money to music. So they started in 91 with UNLV as their first signees. And that's the first album they dropped. I don't think a lot of people know that. I think a lot of people think they started with uh, the Hot Boys. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. And so it's like a unspoken. It's like a beef, but not a beef with the Cash Money No Limit. But it's just like No Limit is mostly downtown. Cash Money is uptown. Um, And UNLV and Mystical, they had beef. So I think that would, that's what sparked an, a thing where I don't think they don't interact with each other. So I think that's what really sparked it was that beef and then transpiring up to everybody else. Because I know Baby and P never, like, they don't disrespect each other, but they just don't have nothing to really talk about. Right. Uh, Speaking of that, well, did that mean, so, like, I think um, Master P set it off first, right, with um, No Limit, right? Or did they all come up around the same time? You know, um, I want to say, now, let me see. That might be 
Let me see. We're gonna we're gonna do a quick Google facts, y'all. But we're gonna do Google facts for y'all. You know how sometimes it's like on a weird thing, like people end up starting. Well, well, looks like No Limit was started back in like nineteen ninety, so like a year before, but they still was around the same. Like, mm-hmm. stuff popped off like their momentum. Yeah. Like, like their momentum game around the same time, right? Like that 96, 97 time period. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was same time type of thing. Yeah, that so that's very, you know, understandable to it might have been some issues because, you know, everybody wanna be the talk of the town. But <laughs> when so when they had Cash Money, they dropped their little album and they ended up leaving um Cash Money and Shortly after Yellow Boy was killed, R.I.P. to Yellow Boy, um, who was on UNLV, and we'll get back in some... The word on the street, we ain't even get back into it. The word on the street is that he was hit, that baby made a hit on him, and that's what happened because they was having issues with him, so that's why they left the label. I'm not going to say that's true. I'm just putting it out there because that is a fact about cash money. It's a history, okay? <laughs> so then, because I am not trying to be... Anyway, so, We are not affiliated with nothing, okay? We're not. <laughs> uh, but then they... So when it come, you come into 97, that's when the Hot Boy era come in. They um, signed... That, actually, 1996. So, okay, that's the final year y'all 96 he signed Lil Wayne BG Juvenile and then Turk this uh Bulletproof who is actually Lil Derek and then um Juvenile so they ended up forming the Hot Boys shortly after they was signed but Lil Derek ended up leaving and he ended up getting killed unfortunately shortly after he left um so as we proceed into the Hot Boys you know what I'm saying? They, let me just tell y'all that Universal Records gave Cash Money $30 million. $30, 30 million present and distribution deal. Yeah, they got paid. They got paid. Gave them 85% of their royalties, be what? I'm about to say, is that kind of like unheard of for that time? I think it's unheard of for now, too. Legendary status. <laughs> and 50% of their publishing revenues and ownership of all their masters. Like, I think that's kind of... Major. Yeah, that, I think that's better than what people getting now, honestly. And I think that, you know, that's a, that was great because, honestly, without... If I, I, I kind of wonder if they weren't around in the 90s, how would it be? 90s and the 2000s? Like, if there was no cash money... I don't know. Mm. You re- they're really the blueprint to the labels of today. Like you wouldn't have um, a TDE without a cash money. You mm-hmm. wouldn't have um, Q- um, QC without a cash money. Um, who else? Am I? You wouldn't have ten seventeen without a cash money. You know what I mean? MMG. Um, you wouldn't have all these uh, crews and labels right now if cash money. And no limit. I know this is a cash money episode, but again, um, you know, if these people hadn't uh, really been out there in the mud getting it for real, they really got it out the mud. They mm-hmm. really was before social media. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about uh, hitting the pavement, driving cross state, 
to get your music out there to get your music heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baby was a born hustler. You know what I'm saying? So him and Slim, you know, they had Slim really got the business mind. So you put that together, you got a hustler and you got a business mentality, and they move and move and move and like there's only great results gonna come from that. And also like to be honest, 1998, 400 Degrees came out. Y'all, I... I you a paper chase, you got your block. That's all that I hear now on my TikTok and my Instagram still. I even made a little reel with it on my stuff because it's like an affirmation. It is an affirmation. You know yes. what I'm saying? Listen to the lyrics. You're a paper chaser. You got the block on fire. Remain in a G until the moment you expire. You know what it is to make nothing out of something. You handling your business. Don't be crying and put, like, I think that's what you said. That little part always tripped me out. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, for real, that's real talk. Like, I, you feel that. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to say that I mean everything they put out is like wonderful I'm just gonna say that the hot boys they really ran it and having 11 year old Wayne 12 however he was oh he was there like to watch him come from that age to where he is now he really is a child of prodigy child I prodigy, yeah, like, so, when I was watching, uh, when I was watching his Drink Champs interview, and I think they kind of likened him to, like, uh, Michael Jackson, you know, Michael Jackson started off with Jackson 5, and then ended up being Michael motherfucking Jackson, mm-hmm. Wayne started off with High Boys, and ended up being little motherfucking Wayne, like, and being a kid, like, like you said, 11, 12 years old, to how old Wayne is now? What, maybe in his late 30s, early 40s or something like that? Something crazy? Yeah, he's like 38 or something. The longevity of Lil Wayne's um, career is like one for the books. That's why Lil Wayne is um, regarded how he is in hip-hop like. He is a godfather out here. You hear his sound. You hear his influence. That's why people are like, baby, are getting compared to being the Wayne of his generation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Lil Wayne. You, when I think of mixtapes, I think of Lil Wayne. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you, that's the faith. Him and DJ Drama, like, you think of Lil Wayne dropping mixtapes back to back. You think of being in high school, middle school. Like, my middle school to high school, what was that? Oh two to oh nine like Lil Wayne and then even going into college mm-hmm. major and then like just going just going back you know let's run it back a little bit but even the hot boys like that's childhood my uncle I'm trying to think about the first time I ever heard of a hot boy besides watching BET because we were kids watching BET because BET had the videos playing and BET was the only um uh network back then that was really for us that was playing our music um consistently like that and some of the stuff that wouldn't able to get played on like your MTVs or your VH1. Mm-hmm. So like you saw the music videos like and if you had older cousins or uncles or daddies who was mamas who was listening to it like for me it was my uncle. I remember 
being a kid, going um, to Georgia to visit my uncle every spring break, every summer with my cousins. And my uncle used to pull up, uh, talking about, oh, big time, big time, I got money to the ceiling. Like, I remember my uncle being on that type of time as far as, like, playing and bumping that music. So it's very nostalgic to um, be sitting up here talking about this now. And then I still, shit, I'm going to still play me some high boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I need a hot girl is uh, my shit, okay? You need a hot one, I got one. Come taking it. Yeah. I feel like I'm a <laughs> call her HG. Oh, really and truly. But no, like, baby, uh, hot boy still gets spins over here. <laughs> Y'all be hot. <laughs> you need a hot one, she got one, baby. That's period, okay? <laughs> But no, that's real because, like, the Hot Boys, like, they, you gonna hear a DJ play a Cash Money record if you go out today. If you do not, that DJ is trash, and I'm just gonna keep it a hundred. Like, they are because you're going to hear one Cash Money record. Let's just, let's just say that. And also, shout out to, like, BG, Turk, it's me, my nigga, the beta. You feel me? That's it. That, that's all I need to hear. It's in my neck. And I'm ready. And then, <laughs> like, them boys really did it. And it's crazy because, like, uh, you know, Magnolia Shorty was supposed to be signed on Cash Money. And that really messed a lot of people up, I think, because, like, her untimely death, like, she wasn't even a target. Like, y'all... She was just so great. She had been doing it so long. She really the queen of bounce. Like, monkey on that dead. Monkey on it. Like, Magnolia Shawty is really the queen. And it's R.I.P. Magnolia Shawty forever because... Yeah, gone too soon. Taking away too soon. And she still, like... she Like your kids said, you're not going to go to a party and not hear anything cash money. And um, you are going to hear monkey on the dead. Uh, okay, I know... In New Orleans, y'all got the bounce on like, like y'all playing even past that. But when you go outside of New Orleans, you go to these surrounding states, there's a point at the party when they're going to play the bounce mix. They're going to do a reggae mix. They're going to do all the mixes that ain't of the area. And when they do the bounce mix, you best believe Monk Kennedy is going to get played. Period, because, like, I mean, why wouldn't you? What else are you going to play? There's nothing that's play. Bounce music really is that thing. I be trying to tell people all the time, but, you know, I feel I'm really into, like, things staying regional nowadays. So I'm glad that it's kind of more so still regional to, like, the South instead of, like, I mean, you get your samples here and there, and we'll get in that, into that later. But I like that it's still regional because I think it's very unique and very special for New Orleans. Um, it's what you want to hear when you go down there. Like, uh-huh. just like when you go down there, you can go to get a drive-through daiquiri at a daiquiri shop or something like that. But when you can go to the like New Orleans, you can go to the daiquiri shop, drive-through, get your little to-go daiquiri, and you're good to go. Uh-huh. New Orleans, no other place, and, I, and if you've been to New Orleans, you know there's no other place um, on this great. God's green earth. That's like New Orleans. It's really like the people say, like, yeah, New Orleans is it, New Orleans. It's not like it's New Orleans and you got Louisiana. Just like people say, you got Miami, then you got Florida. 
Atlanta, you got Atlanta, then you got Georgia. It's that. Like, it's its own place for real. It's nothing like it. The food, the food, the music, the people. Like, really and truly, New Orleans has some beautiful-ass people. Like, <laughs> seriously, very beautiful people. And it's, and not even just talking about looks, but, like, the spirit. Like, I don't know. It's something in the water down there for real. It's something in the water down there for real. And New Orleans just got it. Like, you... Go down there. You're gonna have the time of your life. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just being a child down there in the environment, it was just it. It really, it's the greatest. And my cousins, every time I come down there, they always talk about me. My family always like, oh, you know, she gonna go to New Orleans. I was like, that's my city. That's my city. Because you know, I got my cousins that stay out by Baton Rouge, but Broadbridge left yet every year. And then I got my family that stay like in North Louisiana. But I'm gone. I don't care. Stop in New Orleans every time. Well, my auntie and my cousins still stay there. A couple of my cousins, two of my aunties stay in New Orleans still. And I go see them too. But I have to go there because it's like, it it just means so much to like the creation of me, of my life. Like that's why I feel like this cash money is so like prolific, really. Because like, look 32 years and they still got artists we not even into the good part yet y'all not even and, and just piggyback on what you're saying like just being in new orleans so like i'm pretty sure for you or some of your family members um and if you're listening from new orleans tap in i want to know like how cool it must have been to be growing up or being a part like okay so we all know cash money um, did a lot of their videos in the city. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool it must have been to see their come up. Like, I think about that a lot. Like, how a group of guys, two guys, Birdman and his brother decided to start a label. They end up finding people to get on their label. And everybody coming together with this idea that we're going to make it and we're going to blow up. Like, to see something go from... A to Z like that, like, and then to see the in between of it, I can only imagine like how dope it must have been to be around it, like, or to see it, like, and then be like, shit, I, I, I went to school with them, or I grew up in the same projects with them, or you know, my mama knew his mama, and then you go see them from performing locally one moment to damn, they on big stages, they at Spring Bling, they, they, you know. At the BET Awards, like, that has to be mind-blowing. And just like today, when you see up-and-coming artists today, if you're around that, like, embrace that moment because it's always the journey that's the best, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, look back on people's, like, trajectory to see where they started and where they are now. Like, you know, Turk, BG, uh, Wayne, and Juvie, like, they are really, like, people, uh, rappers, in this industry that people look up to that people be like damn like i still bumped into this day or shit that's where i got my style from and speaking of style like their impact on the culturally out even outside of music like language mm-hmm. when you can put people on to your slang from your city and you have people talk bling bling bitch that's in a dictionary like that's fucking crazy in itself mm-hmm. like having the the platinum iced out jewelry nobody was doing that before cash money like people was just rocking goals and doing this like cash money came through with the front with the grills like they really was out here letting y'all know we from new orleans and 
y'all don't look like us or talk like us, and we we different. And shit, you blink your eye, you got everybody rocking soldieries, the Reeboks, <laughs> the soldieries. Mm-hmm. You know, five of us, and we ain't even from there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just be hyped, just to. It's, it's just something. Yeah. No, nah, that's that's church for real because I feel like the impact that they had on the culture, it, it just, it went beyond, like, it, it's just unexplainable. It's the reason that, you know, that platinum, people got these platinum chains. You got, you, you had to see them on cribs with the Louis Vuitton in their car. They Louis um on their seats and stuff. Girl, Itchy cribs with her uh, cash money. Baby, please. Come on. Go. Keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going. Like, <laughs> talking about immaculate. They had a jacuzzi in the living room, didn't they? See, they real like number one stunners. And we ain't, oh, speaking of stunners, we ain't even talk about like big timers like that. Like, big, whoa. Big timer. Like, number one stunners. The fact that we start saying stunners. Baby. <laughs> Manny French, super producer. Okay, like, let's can we really dive into it? Dive way? into it. We go. The fact that Manny French isn't looked at or put at their regard, like, and we got to be the ourselves. You know what? Fuck all that. We don't give our own people their flowers, and you know, a lot of times the South don't get that uh, recognition, like you know, New York or L.A. or whatever. But fuck all that. We mm-hmm. talking now. Um, Manny French is our super producer. Manny French is a super producer. Mm-hmm. He's worked with so many artists, um, besides just the Hot Boys. But the fact that he has, a, like, he was there, like, in house produced Manny French. If it, if it, Manny French come on, like, baby, you hear that beat drop? You hear his tag drop? It's, it's over. Like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to buy cars. I'm going to get. Let's go. Like, Manny Fresh, we love Manny Fresh. And, and speaking of, when they was doing the verses, I really didn't like that they put him against Scott Storch. I, I understood why, because the whole millennium, early 2000s wave, it was like Scott Storch, Manny Fresh now. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved. Manny Fresh had his own set, or and I, and he did like I followed him on Instagram and he um during that time you know when all the DJs were doing their own sets on live, we was turned up in the bed, <laughs> and I recorded his set, baby. Because when I tell you Manny Fresh had it motherfucking rocking, I was in this room cutting Yes, like I love Manny Fresh. Like he from his daddy. You know, he was a great DJ in the city. R.I.P. to him. To him. Daddy was a DJ? Yeah, girl, his daddy was a DJ. Um, To him, just being the super great producer that he is. Like like you said, fuck all that other stuff. Like, we giving our people their flowers because we, the South deserve it. Like, you literally have to come to the South for anything nowadays. So... Um, you know, we're going to put, uh, Manny Fresh on that Mount Rushmore producers because I feel over, like you said, a lot of times because he not making noise, that man that made so many classic records, he ain't got to make noise. He really don't. He, his work speak for itself. Like he don't work with Jeezy. He don't work with Trina. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He don't work with T.I. Like the list goes on. Like, come on. Like yep. him, Lil Wayne. Go DJ. The fact that, like you said, like Lil Wayne had a whole song dedicated to his DJ. Yep. 
All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, she ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> okay. So then we had the very fresh, you know, he had it on fire. So y'all, we, we now peeking into, we touched on Wayne earlier, but now we peeking into where, you know, everybody left cash money. You know, there was stuff going on, legal problems, um, just a lot of stuff people had going on. So, in between that time of everybody leaving Cashman, they was basically saying that baby wasn't paying them. So, I did watch a recent interview of him on Drink Champs, and he cleared that. He was like, you know what I'm saying? He was young, and he... You know, he really didn't know no better, but everybody he owed, he done paid them. And you don't know too many people that can out say, like, you know what? I take that. I was wrong. I take that to the chin. I was wrong. I should have knew about this. I shouldn't have knew about that. People be saying, nah, I don't know what they talk about. That was never me. And not only do they do that, they don't even come back and pay you. They just act like they don't know what happened. Um... Uh, did you read the contract? Did you do this? Did you do that? But that man said he cl he cleaned everything up and paid everybody. So at, now with that gap, Wayne was the only one left. Mm -hmm. And he really did carry young money, cash money on his back. On his back. Y'all. Like a mini. I love Lil Wayne. We talking about 03, 04 until what, 2013, 2014, like Something like that? Damn, probably 10 years? I love Lil Wayne, y'all. Like, seriously, no lie, no joke. This man, freestyle. And I know he worked with Jules Santana and them, like, a little bit. To, once he re went up there and worked with that collective, and he came back, like you said, he was hitting with mixtapes. He was hitting up the Carter. Dedication. Huh. Drought, like. No ceiling, start for the wave, bitch. No ceilings, motherfucker. Good morning, Dicky. Your mouth while you're yawning. I'm going in. Good up while they start at me. Mind it while they start at me. I bring it to your front door like you ordered me. See, that's what I'm talking about. Because, because y'all don't know that way. I'm telling y'all, like, I was listening. I remember playing that album so much. It got scratches on it. That CD. You know, I had we had CDs this a few years ago. So I was popping my CD in and I played it so much it had scratches on it. Listen, I, listen, I remember, like I said, in high school, you either was a Wayne head or a Boosie head or a Gucci man head. You know, like or Gucci or Jesus. But like, you know, definitely they intersected, but like on some Louisiana shit, it was either you was fucking with Wayne or Boosie. Um, and I was, uh, you know, y'all, if you know me, you know, I was more so of a Boosie head. I did listen to Wayne, but, uh, Boosie got all my attention. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is a baby thug right here. Yeah, I'm trying to think. A little baby country thug. <laughs> yes, um, but no, Wayne had it on lock. Like, the influence, again, on fashion, on style, them checkered ass, uh, red <laughs> and white, black and white checkered scarves. That rock star swag shit, that skateboard B shit, when Wayne got into it, everybody got into it. Like, Wayne started locking his hair. Baby, I remember niggas walking in school, twisting their little dreads, they little <laughs> twists, because niggas wanted to look like Lil Wayne. Like, do you remember that time period, that era when, like, every nigga you knew had locks? Like, right. every nigga you knew was dreaded up? 
I was literally one of those niggas. Like, literally, y'all, I used to be... Okay, so I was on my rock star shit kind of before when I was in California. So then when I moved back out this way, you know, I was on Wayne or whatever because Kush, um... Yeah, he smoked that. That was my song. That was my song. (laughs) So, y'all, I got the lip piercing because... Wayne had it. I was gonna get two, but I never went back to get the other one, and I'm glad I did. But I did have the one. I'm not even gonna flex like I did. And I'm gonna have to get some of my MySpace pictures and um, see them. We we would love to see them, sis. We would love to <sighs> pop them, pop them out. Okay, then speaking of MySpace, what was uh, what Wayne song you had on your page? Because everybody had a song on their page or or the little playlist that would just uh, as soon as you go to their page, it'd be a different song every time. That was my song, Kush. Which right I wasn't even smoking no Kush like that. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I barely even hit a little bit in anything, not. But baby, I smoked that, and then I had stunt like my daddy on there because y'all, I swear I'm like my daddy's twin. Like I just be like, yeah, I look just like my daddy, and I be looking every bit like kills. But <laughs> you, you really are a good mix of your mom and your daddy. For real, for real. Girl, I be like, mm-hmm, I be looking like my daddy. Yes, yeah, like my daddy. Uh-uh. That was my song too. I had that whole album, like father, like son. Like, I mean, what you want to run? Like, where do you want to run it to? I had everything. Let's talk about it. Like, this is the moment. I had everything. Like, I had all the mixtapes. Going to, I remember going to the get. I'm first of all, I remember when I had my little tin in my Honda. I used to come to Atlanta because I had a little sneaky link. A little sneaky link. <laughs> it wasn't that back then, but it's. <laughs> and I was coming to Atlanta, but we would go to the discount mart on Onet and I would go get my CDs. So then when I would stop coming up here like that and I was just down there, I used to stop at the gas stations and get me anything with Wayne on it. I was getting it. I was getting it. And then don't let me go to the club and. Uh, Fuck these niggas. I'm going to say everything but these. I'm I'm doing a whole rap concert in that beat. I ain't lying, B-Y. I'm out there. I'm turned I'm turn down to Columbus. They had Big City. They had my 1244. I was in that beat, too. But that was like the boost. Big City. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm up in there. You know what I'm saying? I went to the soul like one time. But, uh, yeah. I'm just saying that one time you went to the soul. I'm screaming. I said about one. Yeah, I went one time. Speaking of Said, I know how you guys like to tussle, but I'm sorry, ain't nobody fucking with Wayne, and you can tell whoever you guys can tell because and I'm gonna tell you why. 
And I'm going to with Wayne. Because Wayne birthed two other goats. I'm not going to say he birthed them, but he didn't. But he made the way for two other goats to come in. He did. Let's put it like, let's put it above. Like, I just said earlier how if we made a family tree and you got you know, bird in and slim at the top and then you branch off and, you know, you got uh, BG, Turk, Wayne, and Juvenile, but then from now, Wayne, and then from now, you got who? Nikki and Drake. I mean, are we gonna argue with the facts, y'all? Because... And Tiger, Michael, though, like, I mean, I know you was talking about the great thing, like the, the two that's still out here that's really made the noise, but... Tiger is in there too, cause Tiger had some had some bops and had some bops. Yeah. So that that tree is about to be crazy. Um, the crazy thing is, is that let me start with the Queen of Rap. I love Nikki too. I'm a Nikki. I'm an exter. I used to be a barb. I'm an exter. You know, I'm a little grown now, so I gotta grow up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's just talk about how this man had. Seen this girl and put her on that platform, and she not even from the south, but you know we just touching all the people that's affiliated. Then, some way, you know, Drees. I know Drake was living in Houston, and he was between Atlanta, Houston, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Honestly, like he say on this song, but he was between all them, and he ended up getting Prince, getting hooked up with Prince, who. Um, if you don't know who Jay Prince is, then you don't need to be listening to this podcast. Um, but <laughs> Jay, we are teaching podcasts. <laughs> we, are, my bad. Let me start acting like them other folks. <laughs> Jay Prince, you know, um, is a legend. We will touch. We will definitely touch on him. Rap a lot, yeah. Rap a lot, yep. Rap a lot. You know, he used to manage what's the um Floyd, but anyway, his son. Is was Drake's, I think, manager and still is to this day. But uh, he, you know, did that introduction, did that connection, and here we have, you know, Drake coming up. Now, at the beginning, I feel like a lot of people didn't really believe in Drake. I mean, I knew Nikki was going to take off because I liked her on Summer Party. Once I heard her, I was hooked because I never, I didn't hear a female rap like that. And no disrespect to the females before, but they just wasn't my vibe. Like, I like the Brad. I like Missy. Now, Missy is on another thing. We're also going to touch on Missy because he's a goat. Like, when it came to, like, just being sexy, different color hair, different colors all the way around, doing all this animation in the voice and la 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 Like, it was unseen. Yeah, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, I think also, too, when you look at it, Nicki Minaj came around when we were old enough to consume music in the way that we were able to, like, without, like, like we could go get it ourselves. We could go um, dress like, or you know what I'm saying? Because when you think back to, like, Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown and Anger DeBrett and Missy Elliott at that time, like, we were kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, cute little 18-year-old six you know whatever but when Nicki Minaj came around a lot of us were 17 18 19 20 and it's just like well damn we ain't seen nobody like the only people we had to reference that gave anything like that was you know direct mean like look him and Foxy but Mm -hmm. you know that was the 90s and now we fast forward 
you really can't pinpoint somebody who came in between that time that had such an impact until Nicki Minaj. When you talk about, like, she made you see her before you even heard her because, like you said, come pink hair. Like, the way she wore her hair, the way she talked, the way she rapped over um, the beat, like, the way that she just moved in general. And then she was doing it in a crew with mostly niggas, you know what I'm saying? A lot of us first heard her with Gucci, you know? So she really was out here holding her own, and it's just because, like, now we at that age, we think we grown, and you see somebody, like, damn, like, shit, I can relate now. I'm grown, you know, I'm quote-unquote grown. It's a different thing. So Nicki Minaj definitely um, is that bitch in regards to, you know, no disrespect, but she is the queen bee of our generation because after her, everybody, it took a minute. I think we're just getting to the point where people are starting to have their own sounds outside of trying to sound like Nicki Minaj. Because for a minute, anybody that came after Nicki was trying to sound like her, trying to dress like her. And it was just like, you can pick up on, it was even past influence. It was just like, well, damn, like, are you a Nicki Minaj second coming? Because we already got Nicki. But yeah. And we can argue all day. Y'all can sit up here and be like, but it was, um, what's her name? Lil' Kim, Lil' Kim Influence. That's very well so. But I really hate that it has to be that mentioned instead of just really giving Nikki her recognition. Like, she the queen and she very well could say that. But that's just a me coming from, that's just coming from a nickster. We're going to move Our guy. <laughs> We're going to move on to Drake. Because Drake. Drake, shout out Soldier Boy, but Drake, like, let me tell y'all, I love Drake. Not gonna hold y'all. Not gonna hold y'all. Drake popped out um, when I first heard of Drake. That was '09, so my going into my freshman year of college. That I want to be successful. Drake, Trey songs, time period. That was the anthem for my freshman year, y'all. Like, not gonna lie to y'all. Um, Drake really held it down. Um, Drake gets hella spins from me. I still play Take Care um, as if 2011. Um, that's my favorite album. But yeah, Drake, you Drake, he had some longevity um, in his back pocket as well. I mean, he came up under Wayne's tutelage, so it's only you know it only makes sense that he out here running the game like he does. And, and one thing that you got to give it up to Drake about. He is going to, I think he is great at introducing um, people to sounds they may not know about. So, like, um, he going to use an Afrobeats artist and introduce you to him. He going to use a reggae artist and introduce you to If you're not already healed, if that's not the culture you come from. He going to introduce, like, when he stamped uh, Kodak Black, Kodak took off after that. When he stamped City Girls, what happened? They took off after that. That's yep. number 18. Like, I remember hearing the City Girls, because I remember Trina did a Hot 97 interview, like, before that, maybe, like, a year before that or so, and she mentioned City Girls, and I had looked at them, I was like, okay, yeah, they, they, they legit. I like they sound. Um, but then when Drake put them on, um, what he had put them on? Kiki, do you love me? Yeah, when he put them on that song, I already knew. I was like, completely up and it's stuck when it comes to Drake and how he um, doesn't mind sharing his stardom 
with up and coming artists. Like he gonna st- if he stamp you or like you're gonna be fine. It's gonna be you're gonna be legit. Yeah. And that's just and not too many people do that. But Drake definitely he he does a good job of that. Like introducing the rest of the world to popcorn. Like not if you not from um the West Indian culture or you listen to reggae dance hall or whatever, like you wanna know who popcorn was, but hey. That whole uh, views album, like Drake doesn't mind playing with sound, and and that's dope. Yeah, and I I I like him for that. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, he think he this, he think he that," and I kind of it's kind of tiring talking about, "Oh, he half black, half white." Like, love, let it go. Y'all got him this far, so shut up. Um, <laughs> Like it's boring at this point. Just shut up. Just let the man be half whatever he is, and y'all still playing his music because I am. I went to a Drake. I was like, I'm not a big Drake fan. Fan really. I went to a Drake concert. Girl I was singing the whole time. I said, Damn, I guess I am because he literally been on the record with everybody, and everybody, everybody, everybody. Like I don't know how much you can argue with that. So I stopped even trying. Uh, I like me some Drizzy Drake too, and I'm gonna listen to him. And so when we get hit, young, so Cash Money is Young Money is a, a off of Cash Money, right? So you had Twist, you had Matt Man, you had Chanel, T Street, T Streets, Gutter Gutter, Corey Guns, Christina Milian is on there. Currency was on there. You had PJ Morton. You had um. Omarion, oh, I didn't know Omarion was on it for a minute. I didn't know that. Tell me something. Yeah, Omarion, touch. He was on there for a minute. Um, Chanel West Coast, which if it's who I think it is, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, she, oh, I knew that. I think I did know that. I did know Chanel West Coast. Yeah, Chanel, okay. Um, Glasses Malone. You know, I wonder what happened to him. I liked him. And Austin Mahone. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but yeah, so you know, we're just moving forward. Um and that's it. Like, do y'all remember the Young Money album that came out? Because I surely had it. Let me tell you. Let me tell y'all. <clears throat> Speaking of the Young Money album. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I played. Played. That's all I'm gonna say. Played. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I see that album cover right now. Like, <laughs> y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all let it really, yeah. So, if we, cash money, young money, right? So, we move on a little bit up, you know what I'm saying? Him, I hate that Wayne and, um, uh, Wayne and Birdman had their little spat, but it had to be done, um, because... Also, hold on. T Pain was signed to Young Money too. What? Mm-hmm. Yep, after he uh yeah. Mm-hmm. He was signed. Oh, he was close. He was close, sorry. He was close, but it never like went all the way through. But dang, that would have been dope. I think. I was trying to make sure I quoted this right. Um before we move further with um Young Money. But Miss Parker, uh, have you just over here, uh, Miss Parker? Yes. Hey, Miss Parker, Miss Parker, 
we gonna let a nigga fuck Miss Parker, Miss Parker, get him. Let me tell y'all, spring break, Panama City, 2010. We played this motherfucking song, so we couldn't play it no fucking more. I'm trying to think about the name of the strip that you ride up, you know, just parking lot pimping all that kind of stuff. Baby, Miss Parker was my song, 2010. That was the jam, okay? And that's all I'm saying. Because if you know about Panama City during that 2009, they look, no, I'm going to say 07. I never got there in 07, but I know it was still rocking. But during that time period, Spring Break used to be on Smash. And that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I never participated in no spring break trips like that. I, I, I went to a, co- a lane, boing, tomato, tomato college, so that's out of there. <laughs> so I never really... I didn't get a chance to go, so what's crazy, Tuskegee spring break was always um the early part of the spring break, like when it was still cold. So when I went on spring break, I went with my friends that went to UAB. Uh-huh. <laughs> was around when everybody else spring break was was just like say the middle of March instead of the first part of March because yeah Tuskegee spring break was always like the first part of March so then um, when everybody else had they spring break it was mostly around like when Easter or something so it was warm so I went with my friends from UAB when I tell you yeah it was yeah yeah and then we would do Panama City again like um like it's an Easter break weekend or something like that when I went down there, you know, my Tuskegee friends were on Easter break, but yeah, it, it used to go off and, and that was just my memory and I'm going I'm to dial it back, okay? I wish I would have participated in some goddamn spring break activities. I know, I always wanted to go to spring um, break um, that I seen on TV or MTV. I was going to say spring. Now, first of all, I'm mad that we didn't get a chance to experience spring bling, uh, the the BT Daytona takeover. Like, <laughs> I used to watch it on when I was a kid. But I can't wait to be grown. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got older, they wasn't doing none of this shit. Because remember, MTV used, to be to, um, MTV used to go to Cancun and BT used to go to Daytona. Mm-hmm. Let's back there, guys. Like... <sighs> I just wish. If I could have went to college during that time. I mean, I wasn't college during that time. I mean, the spring break time, y'all. Not the young money time. But, okay, so, we're going to go, you know, they had a little dis- dispute, dispute, whatever, that made him create Rich Game. Now, <laughs> I'm going to let y'all, I'm going to let B-Watt tell y'all, because the passion that she has behind Rich Game. I... I can't, I can't come with it like that. Nah, listen, I love the rich gang, okay? Um, let me tell you. Um, shout out to Slime, your thug, and I'm not, let me not say it like that, because I don't want nobody thinking that I'm ripping nobody's dick, but. <laughs> <laughs> we done got some mail at your front door. Somebody ain't coming to you. Shout out to Thugger Thugger. But seriously, like what, 2014, mm-hmm. 2015, 2016? Yeah, that, that was like, and, and that's crazy because then you think about Rich Homie Quan. Um, no, uh, and it's sad, but Rich Homie Quan definitely had it on lock for a minute, and it was looking like, damn, Rich Homie Quan about to really take off. But then on the surprise tip, 
Young Thug shot the fuck. He went the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Like around that time, you talking about uh, got kids out here like the influence that Young Thug has. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but yeah, like that whole lifestyle. Uh, what was Milk Marie? Uh, tap out. Uh, they had him and on lock. Like really was on lock out here. Yeah, like I'm, and I, I love the like I'm. A, I genuinely love the like thug thug like the man that that man's story is mm-hmm. just so crazy to me. Like this man was wearing, this man didn't have no money, didn't have no nothing. He was still out here hitting clubs up, hitting stages, performing. Like they, them folks, they talk crazy about the man teeth and stuff like that. But that just shows you how he did not have. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, when they... Poverty ain't what people think it looked like. You probably ain't even seen poverty if you ain't never been there, to be honest, because that man came from nothing. And he had still... It didn't matter who turned their back on him, who clowned him, he still got the heart to give back to people. Because look at what this man... Look at YSL. Look at YSL. Like, again, you talk again, you think about it go cash money, young money, rich gang, like all the branches that mm-hmm. come from cash money. That's why we saying they present still fed out here. Birdman still had, he was just on, um, I, don't, I think it was a while. I know I watched the interview, but um, he was just on. Uh, Drink Champ. Yeah, uh, no, nah, Big Bang, you know, um, Oh, the, fact, big fa- the facts big, podcast. Yeah, he was just on, you know, he had a Big Bang interview. And to see that he still has such a connection with um, Young Thug and he out here, you know, talking to guys like NBA Young Boy, like he, his energy is out here, like his influence. And I didn't even know how connected um he was with Future like that, you know? I mean. To that interview, so. The the influence is crazy because you think about it like it's just crazy. <laughs> like the crazy that you think about it like I mean you can't do nothing but respect Cash Money honestly because they still put people on like dang they still put people on no. we not even hold on hold on hold on this is just the rappers let me get into the production side right oh, yeah. so. When you talking about the producers, Cali, I know they supposed to have a little thing, but the supposedly that got straightened up. But let's just, we, we just going to go on the production side, right? So we're going to talk about how they had, mm, let's see, they had the Avengers, Bangladesh, the Beat Bully, Cool and Dre, DJ Nasty, DJ Swamp Izzo, London on the track. And if you don't know London, he produced the first Summer Walker album. On the track. So, uh, you know, for the people, the Renegades, Young Bird, that is how Young Bird ended up really coming out of that whole situation mm-hmm. because he, he was working with Nikki. And he signed to, ca- to Cash Money. So, you, and also, 808 Mafia. I don't know if what he did, but I know what Rich Gang, that that um 
I can't think of that song, but it was with 808 Mafia and TM. That thing on song, I can't think of the name right now. Uh, Tap Out. No, Tap Out was with uh, 808 Mafia and um, TM. Tap Out. Mm hmm. Yep. Like, and they had Wayne, Future, Matt May, and Nikki on it. That was 2013. Like, so Cash Money really is like a. They like a. Yeah, they said they're horny. What are you talking about? Better yet, a Navy nigga. <laughs> I'm just trying to say. I'm just trying to say, like, you. you the, the, the hustle that Birdman, the, it's like the work ethic that he put into him and Slim put into Cash Money. Um, on his documentary, he mentioned something about wanting to be 60 and being able to, like, retire with billions and just relaxing. Like, he can do that. Mm -hmm. He really can do that because his, like, their influence, y'all. Like, shit, you just had ESTG last summer on lock with 5,500 degrees. Like, that's Hot boy reminiscing, four hundred. Like, what are we saying here? Like, they still taking these beats and and, and redoing them for the day. I mean, Bank Road Fresh had hot boy, hot, like, like he had the hot boy song that came from the hot boy. It's like, uh, and let's not forget Twenty One Savage's whole uh Savage Mode Two cover. Okay, and. Ooh, that's where we going. Let's go. Rich niggas. Rich niggas was a cash money song. Um, let's talk about it. Like the inspir, and he even openly, I think, acknowledges the inspiration from them because, like, <laughs> you could first of all, you didn't even gotta say nothing. Like, you know what you really need to get into. They cover art. Hold on. That's what I was just about to say. Like, they're, we didn't even mention this in the beginning. We was talking about their influence. But cover art, like, the the gaudiness of it all, like, in your face, like, nigga, we shining and grinding out here. It, that shit magical. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was crazy. The, their style of cover art definitely wasn't Nobody was doing it like that before them, but then after them, everybody was putting money, putting cars, putting whatever the fuck you wanted to, flashy shit on on their mixtape covers, like on their not mixtape covers, but their album covers. Like that's how they was giving it up then. Yep. Like it for Twenty One Savage to come back. What was that last year? Was Twenty Twenty? Him and Metro that's Mode Two. Like they got pen and pixel out of retirement to make that cover art. Alright. I mean. Y'all, this cash money done fed some people. And the thing is, they still go back and give to their community. Every yeah. every holiday, they go back and they give out. And I feel that, you know, we can speculate things from what people tell us. But until you in them shoes and you behind them doors, you don't really know what's going on. Because I never really heard nobody say nothing bad about Birdman. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Rick Ross. <laughs> oh yeah, Rick Ross. One of them people that was vocal and stepped up and said he he when Wayne and Birdman were going through their moment, you know, um, in regards to the money situation, and you know, for a minute 
everybody was waiting for Wayne to drop, and it was just like he couldn't drop because X, Y, and Z. Burt me. Uh, Rick Ross definitely was one of the people in the industry that, that said something like, and, and you didn't hold back either. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, you know, they got personal relationships, so I can't really get into that. I don't know what that is about, but uh, yeah, you know, other than that, I really have not like heard about him doing like any other bad business. Yeah, but I do like. think it's important for people to read their contracts too. Um, just a little side note. Uh, before everything go down, you know, because I know Wayne signed a separate contract after the Hot Boy contract. But also, real quick, real quick, like, uh, we forgot about that boy, the blue face. He on there, too. Cash Money West, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's some old on, on the little Cash Money still. Oh, Jacquees. Definitely, we forget about yeah. Jacquees definitely came up around that rich game time, and and still I'm here to the day too. So mm-hmm. Give it up to Jacquees. Yeah, Say what you want about him, but um, y'all gonna hear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, saying can you like he that man got a whole trend on TikTok from the singing the, the pledge of allegiance? Yeah, national <laughs> whatever the hell it is, I don't say it. Not. It's my right. It's my right. It's my right. Whoever's listening and has a problem. Baby, please. I ain't saying the pleasure religious is first. They say you can sit down. I mean, sit down. Draw it on my desk. But uh, <laughs> other than that, y'all, like, that pretty much sums up, honestly, our episode. And I'm going to try to make it to where y'all can leave us a little voice note so we can add them to the episode. You know, at the beginning, y'all just tell us how y'all feel about what we're doing. Um, we're trying to switch it up. We're trying to just go in a natural flow. Uh, we've been trying to work out the kinks. Still, we are working out kinks right now. Uh, BY is on the phone. I'm on the laptop. I got her on speakerphone talking into the mic. So, you know, we're trying to work on this this uh, this audio. It's kind of, mm, but we're going to get it together. Yes, but listen, we had to, we still had to bring it to y'all regardless. Yes. Um, still had to give it to y'all, because like we said, Sunday when we recorded this, we was hype as shit, and then, boom, it didn't save or whatnot, but hey, we still out here, we wanted to make sure we dropped it. Um, we gonna drop a um playlist to go along with this, it might be a two-parter, you know, one specifically for the 99s and the 2000s, and then we gonna give y'all seven and above or something like that but we definitely appreciate the love and the support um again like she said if you are listening we'd love to hear feedback you know follow us in our instagram on soundtrackers dms or individually you can follow us on our instagram dms or you know what so you listening text us you know and let us know how we're doing you know feedback is appreciated and um we just trying to Trying to have our little voices heard out here, and we are appreciative, and we're just trying to do our thing. And we we um, want y'all in on the ride, soundtrackers. Um, be on the lookout for the next episode. We don't know what we're going to give y'all next, because um, even then, we had already something lined up for this episode, but your kid hit me like, hey, let's do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, shit, I'm with it. Let's do it. That's where we at now. So um, just just stay on the ride. Yes, like definitely, y'all. Um, we appreciate everything. Um, and tell your friends about it. Let them know. Like, we really trying to put on like 
we are we talking about more than drama and all the other stuff we really talk about music because we love music like we really love this shit you know i'm trying to get to that uh big goat elliot wilson and b dot big goat level how they be doing the rap radar rap rap damn rap radar how, how they did that <laughs> get my words together <laughs> but we trying to be on that level, but honestly, we appreciate it, y'all. Like B. What said, follow us, like, share, subscribe. Until next time, y'all, be easy. Yes. See y'all next time.